What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Smart Business Solutions, the official podcast of GBS, America's productivity partner. Each episode, we are going to explore some of the biggest threats and challenges in today's business world and the vast amount of solutions GBS offers to meet them. What's going on, everyone? This is Eugene Calabria, Jr. with GBS Corporation. With me today is Vince Ingalls, Senior Solutions Architect and Account Executive, who has been with GBS since 1998. Vince is an IT professional who has gathered extensive experience leading the way in designing, implementing, and directing the development of advanced technology from small business to enterprise solutions. Today, Vince will be discussing a variety of topics that will include converting an organization's IT infrastructure into the cloud, threats to personal information and data, protecting the IT environment from future threats, and GBS solutions that may proactively address these critical issues. Welcome, Vince. It's great to have you in the studio today. Thanks for finally joining us. We've really been looking forward to have you here, and uh, this conversation can be really critical to some people, so we're hoping to help some people out. Wow, what, what an introduction, Eugene. I really appreciate that. You're giving me more credit than I probably deserve, but I thank you for that. Definitely looking forward to being here, and as you said, hopefully we'll give some people some information that they could take back with them and learn from. But excited to be here. Thanks for having me at the studio. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get this thing started. So Vince, first off, let's just, why don't you tell us about your background before joining GBS, you know, as much or as little information as you want to share. I know you joined, you know, right out of school, but whatever you can share before that, <laughs> go ahead. I did. So actually, uh, I don't have much of a background before GBS. I was starting college. As soon as I graduated high school, I started college and uh, immediately started working part-time at GBS when I was 18 years old, actually. Now, started- what brought you to GBS? Uh, originally, what made you say, "Oh, okay, well, I'm gonna start interning"? Honestly, start I had no idea what I was gonna do when I was growing up, and my dad was really trying to force on me. My stepdad was trying to force on me computers and technology and computers technology to the point where I almost didn't want anything to do with computers and technology. It was burning you out. It was, and then I didn't know what I was gonna do. And in high school, I took a couple computer classes, and uh, I actually started to like it. So my family, I had my dad, my my father, and uh, my uncle and my aunt and all these people working at GBS. And so they were actually able to get me in to uh, work as a part-time representative, working on building computers and things like that, which I knew nothing about. That's where it all began, honestly. Um, And then as I was going to college, I actually went for electronic engineering. I didn't even go for computer technology. But... As I kept on working through it, learned more and more, grew, and loved it. Uh, eventually enjoyed it. When did you transition from part-time to full? How old were you? And Actually, I graduated uh, college. I did a two-year associates uh, initially, and so I was 19 years old. And the day that I graduated from ITT, I, was at, I asked GBS, can I start full-time? And yeah. They let me do that, brought me on, and, and I was full-time ever since. So Very 19 cool. years old. Nice. And you don't regret it till this day? Absolutely or? not. Nice. No. Very good. So how about an interesting story since starting with GBS all the way from when you either first started to now? And what was what was a pivotal story that you would you know, enjoy sharing? Honestly, I got a lot, but there's one that I always go back to and think about. And uh, it was probably the most painful, but yet the most growing issue and opportunity that I ever had. And there was a particular client, and this was in 2005. Um, there was a particular client in the state of Ohio, and if he hears this, he'll probably know who I'm talking about. But uh, they were having many, many issues, performance issues, 
they had just started electronic medical records, and this is when... Now, you were in IT at the time, just I, I as was. a technical, what was it? What was the position you were in? I was actually a field service representative, okay. so I was going out and repairing PCs oh, and okay. networks. So you were physically doing the work. I was stuff. doing all, all the right. physical work, yeah. So I was out at this location. They just purchased electronic medical records, a medical practice, and uh, they were using wireless devices. I mean, this is when wireless just started yeah, getting really, yep. you know, strong and powerful. EHR just came out, and it was what all the physicians were starting to convert over to. But they were having performance issues like crazy to where you would get that spinning hourglass, and that spinning hourglass would be there for a long time. Yeah, a minute, two minutes, three minutes. And then I was able to go in and fix some things, and we got to the point where, okay, well, now we have that hourglass for like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, right? And I'm feeling like, okay, this is better. The doctors are going to like this because it's better, right? And then one time, he pulls me to the side, and he starts yelling at me. I mean, he was <laughs> swearing at me. He was throwing the F-bomb out there. I mean, this you, you name you tried it. to improve the system? Yeah, I was working on the network, and there were some technicians there before me um, that was working on it. And this was really my first exposure to it, so I started working with them for about a week. Anyways, I was probably... It was three weeks that I was there, and four out of five days for three weeks straight, I was there trying to figure this out and work through it. I did end up finding out what the uh, issue was and fixed it, but the one time he sat me down when he was yelling and screaming at me, and let me tell you, it was, he's probably still the most challenging person I've ever been faced with and, and communicated with. Client-wise? Client-wise, yep. He said to me, Vince, and this is, this is the one thing that really got to me, he said, Vince, we've got 10 doctors here. Every click that I click, it's a five-second to 10-second delay. And if you multiply that times 20 clicks a patient times 50 patients a day times 10 doctors a day, it's X amount of minutes. And he, he all had all this added right. up in his head. And then he says, now, multiply that times a week, multiply it times every month. That's all delayed. Just it's all delay. Yeah. He added that up to me, and he was like, you got to understand, we're seeing 15 less patients a day per doc we're losing 3.x million dollars right. a year for the small practice just because it was a five second or 10 second delay. And that resonated in my brain for a long time. And I made it that much more of a point to go through. We finally ended up fixing it, got to the point where there was no delays, save the day. And, you know, I felt great about that. Right. Um, but it was really, I mean, we had to literally go through piece by piece by piece to finally figure out what the problem was. But I've taken that and I've used that now moving forward, um, that experience and understanding where the doctors are coming from, not just where the IT person's coming from. Make sure that they're not getting those delays, and if they are, we gotta narrow it down. I don't want anybody having a three-second delay or two-second delay, I want zero delays. Uh, we wanna try to make sure that we're maximizing what they have so they can get as many patients in as they want and increase their revenue. That's awesome, yeah. Well. You know, that's a pivotal point in your career and an interesting story, enough so to where you remember that 14 years ago, you know, and that just carried you on to where you are today. So as we sit here right now, 2019, what is your current position and responsibilities at GBS? And you could even compare that to what your, your position was back when you were an um, IT service guy in 2005, how you were just talking about. Yeah. The transition, you know, into today however you feel to best explain where you're at today, Well, if you like it, compared to what you used to be at. Yeah, I, I, I love what I do. Um, I, I miss sometimes doing the on-site IT stuff because I used to be that hands-on, working on servers and the networks and doing the installs and 
you know, people would call me when they had a problem. I'd go out there, I'd fix it. So that was enjoyable to you. That was enjoyable to me to, to fix people's issues. Um, so having that operational background, fixing people's issues, and that's really my passion is to go out and, you know, turn things around for people. I've taken that now into a, a sales role. I don't like the word sales, though, me personally. I don't consider myself a quote-unquote salesperson. But um, that's why I have the title of Solution Architect. Uh, and account executive. So just solve problems instead of sell a product. Exactly. So that's my whole goal is to go out and I, I travel literally the country and it's not just in healthcare. I know that's a lot of what I do, but uh, I go out and look at infrastructure. Uh, we got uh, people that are moving to the cloud, looking at security, um, trying to prevent problems in the future. That's really what my goal and intent is. So to a degree, uh, it's a sales position, but again, I, I'm not a salesperson. Uh, I don't want to even be titled as a salesperson. I want to be an issue resolver. And then what are some of the responsibilities that come with a sales role that you're in right now? Well, a lot of responsibilities is going out and uh, assessing people's infrastructure, um, talking to maybe even uh, existing IT folks that's on staff or even an IT company. And there may be some issues that people haven't figured out, haven't been able to resolve. And, you know, doing this now for 21 years, um, started in 98. You know, I've got a lot of background, a lot of experience, and sometimes it's just the simple things that people look around. But my responsibilities is literally that, going out and, and trying to resolve issues for people. I know a lot of folks are concerned about cloud. They're concerned about, you know, ransomware attacks and personal information or PHI and all those uh, things that are, people are concerned about. So I, I want to go out there and help protect these people's information, their data, their systems, make sure that that they have full uptime, they're not worrying about downtime, they have backups and disaster recovery plans and things like that. So that's really my my passion, my mission, my goal. Awesome, yeah. And I'm sure the clients really appreciate, you know, that those services compared to what they have. So you would say the most common IT issue that you see so many clients have, what would you say that is? Issues? Like all, common, you know. Common what? issues are always, it's always performance related or like disconnections. Because... Okay. Um, and, and if they don't have it set up right, people are moving more to cloud-based systems. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if it's financial, banking, healthcare. It, it doesn't matter. They uh, all have a similar issue. They all have a similar issue, and, and it's usually downtime, or it's usually they don't have somebody that can, you know, give them good advice, or have somebody that can come in and take whatever they have and, and give them a two-year, three-year, or five-year plan. That's the other thing because a lot of folks nowadays are looking at the issue at hand. And they're not looking at the future and looking how to prevent things for in the future so right. they don't have these issues at hand. All right. Now, is this easy to solve um, with your solutions that you're presenting to these clients? Or is it difficult? What would you say is the toughest part for them to understand what you're presenting? Or is the toughest part actually giving them the solutions they need to fix the problem? I think it's easy to resolve. It depends, again, on the issue that they have. But when you look at it from a holistic view, you just don't look at a single issue and you try to take in everything they have and maybe things that they have as an issue that they don't even realize is an issue. And then you come with all the products and solutions around it, um, it is one you know huge thing. Another thing you know that you just had mentioned about you know understanding it is me as a former IT guy and now working in sales a little bit, I don't want to come in as an IT rep who is coming in 100% technical. Right. Uh, a lot of the folks that are making decisions, they're 
CFOs, CEOs, their administrators, you know, chief administrative officers, whatever. C-level. They're all C-level folks right. for the most part, and their job is not to know IT. Their job is not to understand IT, but they need somebody that could go in and break it down for them in terms that they could understand. Because right. they're not very technical, yeah. especially the C-level positions. You know, they there's somebody in the position under them to take care of that. That's Absolutely. why it's important to talk to the IT person. Yeah, right. either they have somebody that's in there that uh, should understand that, but many, many don't, don't have anybody right. there. And that's the other thing that I try to bring to the table is try to break it down, whiteboard it, whatever we can do, just to make sure that they understand it, um, not get very highly technical, yeah. but kind of show that big picture. And then once we break it down, whiteboard it, whatever, they can understand it. It makes things a lot easier to make decisions. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. That. That answers how easy it is to present the solutions, you know. It's very important that the clients understand because if they don't, they're going to be lost and then they just count you out, right? So that's how important it is. It's either a do or die moment when you're presenting the solutions to the client. They must they must understand that that's crucial. Absolutely. What is, uh, what's an IT breach, Vince, and how common is it? Do you see it a lot with people or no? Yeah, so IT breaches are coming, uh, becoming more and more obviously common, and you're hearing about it more and more. There's many breaches that's actually I've heard about that haven't been shared with the public for large companies, and I'm sure people have heard about, like, the Target. There's breaches at Target. There's been breaches at banks. In layman's terms, what would you say it is? Well, a breach a can breach. be many things. Uh, a common breach is people are hijacking or jumping into somebody's system oh, and pulling like back data. It's like yeah. a hack. All right. Or, you know, they're downloading people's social security numbers, their their name, all those things, right? And healthcare, uh, healthcare is much worse because healthcare, you don't have just a person's name and their social security number it's and account information. information. It's their personal information. It's their health information. It's their family's information. It's all in a medical record. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, when people get that exposed or somebody downloads that information, then they could share that uh, on the black market and sell it. Yeah. So. yeah. And then how do you prevent that? Is there a way to pre prevent it, or is it still in progress? Or do you know of something off the top of your head that you would share that would be a good way that you would even think could prevent it? Sure. Yeah, there's, there's ways that you could prevent so much from happening from a technology perspective but you've got to make sure all your systems are up to date you got to make sure you have your antivirus but not just have your antivirus there and just running and set it and forget it you got to make sure that somebody's in there making sure it's updating doing it's what they call definition updates uh, doing its scans you should be doing scans on, on a periodic basis above and beyond that you have operating systems like Microsoft Windows, right? Windows has its own updates and security updates, and you have to make sure that those are being updated. You've got firewalls, you've got you know your backups. All these things are there to help prevent these people from getting in or you know all these bad things happening. But all those things need to be updated, and there's much more than that too. I'm just you know making it a little bit uh, basic there, but I'll be honest and tell you, the most susceptible part to any organization is not the equipment as long as you have it updated it's the person it's the people so if I go to a website or I open up an email that has something that's going to download onto my system that could travel through the network that's where more people are getting hit than it is even the technology but obviously that technology you want to put up that firewall or that whatever think about it as a house you got your house and you're protecting your house right yeah you've got your front door that you have a lock on. Yep. Well, that's your computer. Yeah. Right. Then you have your front yard, and then above, uh, 
past your front yard is your fence or your gate, right? Well, that's your firewall. So you've got that that's protecting your house. If you have any of those things open, or if I have that person that's inside that door just open the door and open the gate, guess what? You're going to get hit. Yeah, exactly. So it's a lot about education too. Right. Very good. Now that's what you would tell customers if they asked you about the IT breach, what you would recommend. That's exactly what you would say, or is there more that you would elaborate on if they are concerned majorly on an IT breach? Yeah, and I'll be honest and tell you the most important thing to have, I mean, a breach is bound to happen to somebody at some point in time. But you got to watch out for that breach, and there's something called ransomware, right? So people might go into a, a system and not just not necessarily pull your data out, but they might encrypt your data to where you can't even function. You can't open up your software. You can't do anything with it because it's encrypted unless you pay them some type of a ransom fee. Backups are critical. Backups are the number one most important thing in any organization. I don't care how open up your firewall is because if you enter all that data and you have five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever worth of data in your system, and you lose it, somebody removes it, you get a ransomware, and now you have to pay whatever, $10,000, $100,000 in ransom. That's painful. It hurts. So you have to have that backup that's there, that redundant piece or that other server that you're going to fail over to if something crashes. That's the most important thing to have. And that's that's where I would lead uh, for sure talking to anybody about protecting their data. Yeah. Now, what is the name or the solution that GBS has that you can provide clients to prevent these you know, viruses, threats, breaches, and so forth. Is there a solution that you would sit down and present to the client and say, this is what you need, you know, to prevent your systems from being breached or threat? Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, a few different solutions. Uh, one is a managed service solution. Uh, we call it proactive services. And uh, that's where we go in and monitor people's computers and servers, firewall switches, you know, you name it, uh, making sure that they're all updated, the virus protection's running, we could prevent certain websites from being accessed, things like that. Um, that's all part of that software. And then uh, additionally, we have uh, what we call data protection uh, solutions as well, which is uh, backing up redundant data, you know, disaster recovery services, things like that. Those are the two biggest things that we have there. But we also have other software that we utilize to actually encrypt for the people to where the point where nobody else is going to get into the system. We even have it for mobile devices. So if you have cell phone or a laptop that travels, um, we have software that can actually go onto those machines, protect those machines. And if somebody leaves their cell phone at an airport and they're like, oh, no, and I've got all this data or I access my personal information on there, yeah. we can actually lock that phone, encrypt the phone. We could wipe the phone clean, right. that type and of that's thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that could be a game changer, especially, like you said, when there's vital information on a device that needs to be locked. You know, Absolutely. Locked, shut right down. There's, there's, um, what's hosting and co-location? How does that – what are those services and how beneficial can they be to clients? So hosting and co-location is, uh, that's, and people always say the word cloud, right? There, right? To me, there's no real true definition of cloud because... That's just a universal term that most people know, you it, know especially it is. with phones nowadays. You used to have to download an app to transfer your old stuff from, a, from your uh, old phone to your new phone. Now, all you do is, you know, put it up in the cloud. The, all you do is transfer that information from the cloud to your new phone. It's that simple. Back in you know, back in whatever that was, not too long ago, I don't think you had to use the app to transfer it or a physical wire. The cloud is huge, especially to protect your information. Like if I lost my phone or broke my phone, it's it's fine. You know, there's no issue because my right. new phone signed into my cloud account. Boom, it's all right there. Right. You know, it's that's huge. Exactly. So I, 
You and guys that, offer and those similar services? We, we do, yeah. So we uh, have people's servers and databases, and we can go out, and it doesn't matter what software you have. We can convert it up to a cloud just to get it out of your building, right? And that's really cloud, yeah. is moving your servers out, putting them somewhere else. Because even with your phone, your email, all those things that you're just talking about, servers are housing that somewhere. Yeah. There's always a server somewhere. Eventually, it gets to. But um, we can actually take people's servers that they have, move them out to a data center to where they don't have to manage them anymore. They don't have to worry about the firewall, the protection, supporting those devices, replacing them, upgrading them. We can do all of that. Um, that's when it's in the cloud? That, that's when we put it into a data center. That's like okay. the, the co-location thing. Oh, so what we're it, doing okay. is we're literally picking up their servers and moving them into a data center and then running them from that data center. But what I like even better than that is we have what we call hosting where it's not the co-location but we're building in our environment um, servers for people to access and we'll take their data not their servers and transfer all their data into our cloud and then um, what we'll do is we'll have multiple servers and storage and everything else so if a server crashes and fails you're still up and running if your storage or your your hard drives crash and fail you're still up and running if you have power supplies the UPS's go you're still up and running, which is amazing. Yeah, uh, even if your internet drops, crazy. Yeah, even if your internet drops, you're not dependent on the internet. Yeah, and that's another thing too that people are scared about when they go to a quote unquote hosting or cloud. Yeah, is what if my internet goes down? I can't run. Well, we could prevent that. Actually, yeah, exactly. is what the way you're we always set up it and up. running. Yeah, and we have a direct connect between their their system and our system that routes around the internet. The internet is actually used as the backup, so we should have you know everything up and running all the time. But if something fails with that connection that we're using, we use then the internet to connect into your data and your cloud. Right. And that's where, if you have it set up right, you don't have to worry about internet. Yeah. Now, would you say these solutions that you're talking about right now would save clients time and money both at the same time? And it's very crucial and beneficial for them to partner with GBS to save them the time and money? And would you be confident in that answer? Yeah, so saving of time, the time you're going to save from labor is going to be if you have IT people that's on staff or something. They don't yeah. have to worry about maintaining those. But you do save time, though, when it comes to what we put you in. When we put you in our cloud, we're giving you, I'm telling you, today by today's standards, the best of the best. We're putting you on the fastest platform, the fastest hard drives, the fastest servers, the fastest connection to the point where we're eliminating, we're trying to get rid of those hourglasses, the, the waiting and the delays and all that. We're not dependent on hardware anymore. So you're gonna save time um, from that perspective. Additionally though, you mentioned money. You know, money. Right. Now, in the money subject, do you think this is reasonably priced, these solutions? And when you're saying you know save money, obviously time is money, so that is big. Because like you were talking about the situation in 2005 where the guy was losing tons of time and tons of money. Now, these solutions obviously save time, which will naturally save money. But are these affordable solutions for most people? And is it worth it to them? Yeah, I think it is. And, and just being transparent, which I always am, some, there may be situations, though, where it may not save people money. And that's not typical though it might be a very very small place that has you know a couple computers or something like that and a server but it, will, it, it may be hard improve to improve their overall performance even if they're spending a little bit extra money it's yeah, worth the money actually and, and I'll tell you what we do is before we even get into any type of contracts or anything like that which is what I do I'll go out I'll look at their infrastructure I want to understand what they've spent in the past what's been their IT budget 
does people really truly know what they're spending on IT? Because think about this. People think, okay, well, I spent $10,000 on a server or $20,000 on a server, and that's what I had you know, for the last three years, and that's all I spent. Yeah. Well, that's not really all you spent because you got to think about any part replacements, any upgrades in software, any upgrades to the server, the UPS, all the things that attach to it, the, you know, the wires, the cable. But you also have power power consumption. So if I have servers that are hooked up inside of my office and I have a, you know my little room that has all the servers in it and I've got five UPSs or whatever, you're using up that kind of uh, money too. Then you're also paying for backups. You got somebody who's either backing up locally, which is not good. You need to be backing up to the cloud nowadays, especially, you know, for fire and flood or whatever. Safety reasons. Safety yeah. reasons. But, you know, people are paying for cloud backups. So all these costs and everything come into that. And that's what you got to look at because with our hosting, we also back it up. We back it up to multiple data centers, you know, things like that. We is have it a more cost-efficient it, yeah, yeah, typically it is. and and Especially with the big organization? Yeah, I'll tell you this. I, I, I've been doing this, like I said earlier, for 21 years, and I've been old school for a long time and looking at buying people's systems and servers, and you know what? We're just going to spend this $20,000, $50,000 now, and guess what? We don't have to spend another dime for the next year, six months, two years. I've always been like that up until probably about three, four years ago. Cloud and internet, internet's come down in price, servers have come down in price a little bit from the type, type of infrastructure we use to the point where now I've kind of went over to the other side where you can save money by transitioning to a cloud. You can save money by, you know, maybe it's the IT rep uh, that you're paying, an outside consulting company that you're paying X amount of dollars to maintain these things. All that could be gone. The backups, the cloud backups, you don't have to worry about that. It's all an, an inclusive thing. And when you really look at the whole picture and you really factor in all these different costs, which I can go in and evaluate these things for people, you add it up and you do like a three-year or five-year return on investment. Yeah. It's actually more cost-effective, better performing, better redundant. And here's the most important thing. We have the disaster recovery plans that are mandated for all these different organizations, depending on what you're in. You have to have security risk assessments. You have to have all these certifications. All that's taken care of for you, and you're not paying any extra for it. That's overall sounds better than you know the previous solution. That's awesome. You know, save people money, time, and improve their functionality of their office. That's huge. Now, when you run into people who you know deny not even deny, but aren't willing to pay and go with your services. You know, say you just don't win them over. Is it ever budget restricted or what is more common for a loss per se when people aren't into going with GBS and your solutions that you're offering, if that ever really happens much? Yeah, I don't think it's ever really related to budget. I think that there's still a lot of folks, obviously, uh, that they're not technology people, they're not IT people. So it's more of they don't understand what you're presenting. Maybe uh, not as much as they understand, but they're not as confident in the technology still. Okay, so um, they still like the old way to do things. Sometimes people still like the old way. They still like to have full control, all the power, have it in their right. building. Um, not give those things. Thing. It, I think it's more of a mindset thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. What significant technology changes have you observed over the last five years? And how much of these changes are data breaches or identity theft preventable through the last five years, you'd say, through, you know, technology, yeah. uh, upgrades, you know, maybe simplify something, make something more efficient, fast, protective, anything that's crucial that you would say is huge in the aspect of pr protecting someone's 
IT well, services and software? I think the last five years, uh, and, and you hit on it earlier, it's the breaches. It's the, you know. It's getting worse. Yeah. It, it's it's only going to get worse, and that's crime now. I mean, you know, you'll still see crime in your local community, uh, you know, with drugs or, you know, suicides or, you know, whatever's happening. That That's going to be there, but this is crime, and this is where people are making money. Unfortunately, it's an illegal way. In a yeah. Yeah, it's all illegal. But this is only going to continue to get worse, and people have to make sure that they're protecting their systems more and more and more. Yeah. And it's ever changing. So, you know, today there's certain infections out there. There's certain people that's trying to get into hack into excuse me systems and things like that. But tomorrow's going to be different. It's going to be a different person. They're going right. to be trying a different way. So you got to be on top of your game. But that's really what's changed in the last five years. That and then, again, Internet. Internet's become cheaper, connectivity, fiber. There's more and more fiber being ran around to, uh, the, the United States to where it's becoming easier and less expensive to, to be able to have those good connections and be able to use a cloud-based system. And that's where I'm saying probably the last three to five years is really where I'm starting to now, I'd rather people be on the cloud. It's more safe. It's redundant. It's less downtime. There's guaranteed uptime. You don't have to worry about all that security and the knowledge and having somebody going out and getting the training. And it's it, none of that you have to worry about. So if I'm a business owner, I don't want to worry about IT. That's yeah. the last thing I want to worry about. I want to worry about my business and where I'm making my money. I don't want to have to worry about IT. It sounds like a no-brainer from where I'm sitting. So that's awesome. Even would you confidently say in the next five years those issues that you just pointed out are going to continue to happen, and those are the biggest concerns do you think companies are going to have, or is there something going to pop up in the next five years that you predict are going to cause grief to clients regarding their IT? What we've already seen in the trends with the thousands and thousands of breaches literally a day is just going to continue to grow. And it's all going to be about security. It's all going to be about protecting your data. And it's becoming harder and harder to be a business owner, to be you know, a doctor. Not only is it that all this data, but it's costing doctors more money because they have to take X amount of dollars away and, you know, CMS is requiring this and that measure and all these things to be collected and reporting. And it, it's all about big data. It's all about protecting of data. And it's all about making sure that you're performing and, and uh, you know, again, hoping that you don't have to worry right. about it. But, yeah, it's going to continue to get worse. The next five years will continue to get worse. So. It's good and bad. I got job security, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It, I, it's, it's painful, though, for me. It's painful to watch. I don't want to see that happen, but yeah. it does keep me in the job. Yeah, that's, well, that's what you're here for, you know, provide those solutions to people, help them out, and improve their businesses, which is, you know, beneficial to them and you because, like you said before, you know, you enjoy just helping them solve problems and better their business, better their IT services, software. Like you said, that shouldn't be a worry. That's why you're here to help them out, which is awesome. What, what would you say GBS is doing so well in keeping their team up to the problems that are happening today with companies and their, you know, like, like before IT breaches or the ways that people are hacking in the systems and how it's getting worse over the next five years and even the new, new technology? What is GBS's way of keeping their team up and up to date with this stuff? Well, sometimes it's hard to be up to date with everything, right? So it changes day by day. Like I just mentioned, there's always going to be a time where there's going to be something that pops up, some type of infection or ransomware attack that we haven't seen before, right? 
we are going out. We're doing education. Our team will go out to, to certain places, and we have partnerships, by the way, too, with other companies that will go out and, and we'll educate ourselves. And unfortunately, it's about more of preparation. It's more about the software solutions. It's more about the firewall solutions and making sure that those are at top of the line than it is even for your own education. It's about, you know, trying to make sure. So it's sure less about the individual, more about the actual product. The product. Yeah. It really, truly is becoming more and more of that. And obviously those individuals need to be educated and learn how to, you yeah. know, maintain that product and better that product or whatever. But there's not a single person on this planet that if they came in and told me, oh yeah, I'm, I'm up on everything. I know everything. I know what's coming up that they'd be completely lying. Yeah. So it's more about the product, making sure that you're putting in the right tools. And I'll, and I'll be honest with you and tell you, we continue to add more and more solutions and products. And it's not just to go out and sell our clients. It's to, to have these things that are there to protect our clients. Problems, you yeah. have to. You know, we talked about it earlier, the, the solutions that we have for the phones and the mobile units and whatnot. I mean, we've just been working through that over the last year. That's not something that we had a few years ago. So we're adding that into the mix. We actually used to have a different product that we used to back up to the cloud, our, our clients' PCs, laptop servers. We've just changed that, you know, about a year ago. We have a security risk software that we've changed. We, you know, we will change different products or different companies if we see that there's a better solution that's out there. Yeah. We're ever changing. It's a forever change. You have to. Industry, if you yeah. don't change and you you're stay done. stagnant, you're going to hurt. You're going to get caught up in the wash. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. How confident do you think an existing client would be if we called them right now and asked about how well you serve them and provided them with your solutions? Do you think that, do you have full-blown confidence they're going to say, oh, Vince did a great job, he helped me out with all my issues, or do you have any doubts? I would tell you that if we had a phone right now, I would gladly call. Call any client. Any client, absolutely. Yes, I'm very confident with that. Um, I'll be honest and tell you, GBS, that's what we pride ourselves on, is uh, our relationships with our clients. And they're not customers to us. They're clients. They're, they're partners. And we always want to be that partner with our client. You know, we're, we're always in the door. We're always talking to them. We're always bettering, hopefully, that relationship. But we have worked on referrals. This is, you know, one of our early podcasts here. We don't ever do marketing. We don't do commercials. We don't do a lot of that. We get a lot of our business from referrals from our existing clients, yeah. and uh, we continue to do that. And you know what? I, every once in a while, I'll talk to a client and say, hey, you guys know anybody else has any problems? Yeah. I don't ask them, do you know anybody who's looking to buy something? Right, I right, say, right. do you know anybody who has any problems? Because we, we want to go and fix them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's very cool. That's really good knowing that you know the customers are really happy and satisfied, and that's very important. And like you said, you know, it's, it's bad when you pick up a client and then drop them off, you know, like they're a school kid. You want to keep that relationship growing. Like you said, they're more than just a client. They're a friend. They're a partner. And you want to make that apparent to them, which is important. I think that was what GBS does a great job, especially you, Vince. Just to wrap things up, what are some cool technology offerings that GBS have that someone might not know about, maybe not even in your field because we covered a lot of that? Is there anything off the top of your head that you think is really neat that GBS does that you would like to share with people who don't know you know what there's so many things that gps right, does right. and and i think it's not necessarily about a particular product as much as it is that we have so many clients in so many different industries and so many different fields right and 
we have solutions that we do labeling and print and promotional items. We have a paper division where we provide paper for people that have you know, letterhead or for a medical practice where it's watermark paper where they have to use these for prescriptions. We have all of the technical services in IT. We have development. We have products for hospitals where you do the wristband. I mean, we're just all over the place when it comes to products and solutions, but we have divisions and we have division heads for each one of those. And they do truly work as kind of separate, even though we have the ability to go and work back and forth with each other. But I think that a lot of our clients that are in, you know, working with us for on the labeling side, right? We have a lot of Fortune 500 companies that are over there. They don't realize that we have IT solutions, for example. Yeah. Our IT clients may not realize that we could provide them paper. We could provide them, you know, all, all these different type of things. They can do print and promo. If I'm a, a surgery center and we give kitting kits to patients when they're walking out the door with some of our stuff, right? A bag full of stuff. We do all that for people. And a lot of people don't realize to share it. that information since you said that you don't, they don't realize what we offer. Absolutely. And it's more about doing, you know, a value proposition. Right. But I think that, uh, again, GBS prides themselves on servicing the client, being there for the client, partnering with the client. And we're not trying to go in necessarily and sell them new products. Yeah. So a lot of our clients don't hear about it and know about it, but we're so diverse that it, we literally have a solution for anything, for anything business related. So what I do ask my clients is, hey, if you're looking to go out and bid on something, I don't care if it's internet, I don't care if it's IT, I don't care if it's labeling or print and promo items or paper. If you're looking to make a change in your business, let us know. Whoever is we'll your GBS you rep, whatever, yeah, yeah, and we'll put you in touch with whoever it is. I may not know our label, you know, our labeling division or our promo item division very well, but I know who does and we'll get, make sure to get the expert in front of them. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's a very well-rounded discussion. You know, we learned a lot and I hope that whoever listens to this benefits and sees how good GBS is and all the solutions they provide and especially how good Vince is with helping people out and, you know, you did a great job. Thanks for joining us. Today, Thank man. you. Appreciate it. It was Absolutely. awesome. Yep. It was great. This show has been a production of GBS. For more information on the topics discussed today or the solutions offered, contact us at marketing at gbscorp.com. That's marketing at gbscorp.com. Or you can call at 800-552-2427. And lastly, check us out on the web at www.gbscorp.com. That's www.gbscorp.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes.